Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joining us on the line now is Kiwi League legend Hugh McGahn. Hugh, thank you for joining us this Sunday afternoon, mate. Uh, no problem at all, dear. Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, mate, look, I know we're talking league, but you'd be pretty happy with that All Blacks win last night too, eh? I think um, they started off like a house on fire. I was totally, totally impressed with the speed, the um, the authority that the uh, the All Blacks had mm. um, getting out to a seventeen nil or whatever it was, and then I don't know somehow the uh, the Springboks were able to, to claw their way back in. But um, uh, nice to see that they um, had some structure about them. Yeah. Richie Moanga was untouchable last oh. night. Uh, I think the the team in general looked in really good shape for the the start of the, the series last week and then and then, then again this week. Yeah. Um they're very, very impressive. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Hugh. And it's it's given us all a bit of faith now because it does feel like we have turned a corner and we are going in the right direction because last year, let's be fair, was a bit of a write-off. This year, we're kind of going yeah. in the right direction. And I'm like you, Hugh, last night to me, and you would have heard this in your circles as well, league has got a massive following in New Zealand, Australia, around the world, but primarily because there seems to be more action, more ball and play, etc. Last night for the All Blacks, that, was, that game had a lot of ball and play, more so than normal. It's like that they, they, they wanted to keep the tempo up in the game. They uh, didn't allow uh, the opposition any time to breathe. Mm. Uh, as soon as the penalty was uh, was given, kick out, line out straight away, bang, gone. And the, the, the speed at the, the breakdown was quicker than we'd seen previously. Um, and like I say, the ball was in play uh, most of the time. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I, was, I was just totally impressed. I was enthralled, actually, sitting back. I've got some very good friends um, who were uh, more rugby league people who just mm. said it was boring, but I, yes. I didn't. I didn't see it that way at all. I, I was totally impressed. And as I say, it looks like a a, a good avenue that, that we're, we're looking at leading into a World Cup um, season. If this is the way it's going to be, given the the, the way the team has uh, performed the, the previous two years. Um, I, I, I think was really exciting. Yeah, same. I'm with you. And I've got to say, Hugh, if your mates found that one boring, they might as well give up watching rugby now. It's, <laughs> no, it's, they're, they're very one-eyed rugby league people. It's over for them. But, <laughs> it's, but look, I'm like, I, I love the league as well. I really do. It's, it's a fantastic sport to watch. And before we get into the currently what's happening, there's been a few texts have come in, Hugh. Some people have asked, Hugh, you were one of the trailblazers in the Aussie competition. How did you get your break in that competition? Um, I to, to play in the NRL. Yeah, in the NRL. In the Australian Rugby League. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. yeah. Well, I actually uh, played a couple of games for well, a number of games for New Zealand, the Kiwi team, prior to moving to Sydney. And uh, the New Zealand team played Queensland on a couple of occasions. Right. Where Arthur Beaton was coach of the team. Right. Legend. And then when Arthur, yeah, when Arthur got the job at uh, at Eastern Suburbs, the Roosters. Um, or the Eastern Suburbs, as it were then, mm-hmm. uh, when he got the job there, um, the two people he wanted to, to bring across was both Dean Bell and myself. But well, I think it was more Dean Bell. I tell the story, it was more Dean Bell. I was at more of an afterthought than anything else. <laughs> 
and um, and uh, and that's how we got our break money because wow. we played Queensland where uh, Arthur Beeson was the coach and uh, we were lucky enough to get across there. Wow. Uh, but the, the trailblazers before us were obviously Mark Graham and Olsen Filipina, the, the yes. Sorensen brothers, and even there were a couple of people, Bernie Lauber, Henry Tartner before before us. Uh, but that was like the start. From that point on, 85 and, and afterwards, there just seemed to be an influx of Kiwi players yeah. after that. And, and maybe I like to tell the tale that you know, maybe we gave such a good impression that they kept coming and looking at the Kiwi players <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, you're so right. I mean, I, I was lucky. I was brought up in GI, so um, Silverton Ave, and the Sorensons lived just a few houses down. So they were always the big superstars on our street. You know, yeah, they gone into league, and it's like you know, it's like wow, amazing. So it was um, a real, it was a real exciting moment. So uh, you played, like you say, for Eastern Suburbs, uh, the Roosters. What was it like at that time in the competition in the NRL? Was it as not? It's as flash as it is now, but was it more uh, like an old school type of league? Yes, it was. It was very brutal. Mm. Um, our, our opening game was against their traditional rivals, uh, the Rabbitohs, mm. and both then and I. We we weren't aware of. We heard, oh, these are our rivals. They we hate each other and whatever. We didn't actually understand it until we actually played. Yeah. The ferocity that came in that the the language that was used <laughs> at us, and we thought, hang on. We'll, you don't even know who we are, and you're calling us all these names and, and whatever. It was a real eye-opener. Wow. And, um, and I learned very, very early just what it was like to play in that competition. And uh, we actually lost that game, but we settled ourselves in, played Western Suburbs St. George, I think, not long after, and uh, settled ourselves in, into the game. But it was very much, it was very brutal. You got away with a lot more things over the Well, I shouldn't say got away with it. <laughs> you were able to do things then. That you weren't penalised for than what you do now, and um, uh, it was it was a, a real opener, eye opener. Yeah. Uh, but they had to get you had to get on board really quickly. If if not, um, you were certainly sent straight down to to the reserve grade. And given at the time too that a lot of the Australian players were resentful that there were Kiwi players coming over to take their spots. Oh, really? We weren't we weren't that well liked. Um, and it was also mid eighty, early eighties, mid eighties was a time where the New Zealand people were seen as dull bludgers moving to Australia, oh, living in Bondi Beach. Yes. Um, they, they, there wasn't a great name. Mm. Um, so we, we had to prove ourselves on the field before we were really accepted as, as a normal player, as a Kiwi that they liked that allowed us to play. And wow. uh, luckily we, we won the fans over and we were able to have you know, fairly good careers that is um, that is so cool to hear, actually, uh, Hubert, how tough it was for you guys. And yeah, I'd forgotten about yeah, there was that reputation of Kiwis just going over there and getting on the the doll straight away over there for for, for their new life, uh, as we say. But for us back in New Zealand here, league to me, kind of that late eighties. That's when we started getting a little the Winfield Cup, and we started seeing more of it. So players like when you guys were there, we knew you were there, but we didn't see a lot of you. Like we know that Olsen Filipina was revered over there, but we we never really saw enough of them over there to really get the full impact here? No, that's right. I think it was only the one Saturday game or a Sunday game that they played on television. Mm. Um, you used to get all the games by going to the video store and, and getting the NRL tapes. <laughs> Is that As right? My brother-in-law, yeah. you know, my brother-in-law, he weekly, he used to go and they were only highlights of, of the games yeah. uh, that were played weekly. Um, they used to go to the video store, hire them out, watch them, 
um, send them back and then couldn't wait for the next week's games. And uh, with the odd, you say Saturday afternoon game and one Sunday evening game was about the only game they used to get here. Um, so people don't realise just how lucky they are with the amount of coverage and, and, and um, footage that they can get, oh. live games that they, they can get um, compared to when we were. We, we didn't have the limelight like they, they have nowadays. But, uh, uh, but I've got to say that the players are under a lot more pressure than yeah. what we ever were, given you're in the media, you're in social media, you're seeing each other weekly, you're on the news more often, uh, you seem to be the highlight of... Uh, and this is not just mm. rugby league, but I think any sport now, um, you're, you're front and centre. Um, it's a different lifestyle. You don't have the privacy that we used to yes. uh, used to enjoy. Um, not that I'm a social media person anyway. No one can find me on social media. I'm, I'm not that type of person. <laughs> me either. I've had, my time, I've had my time in the light. I, I'm in the background doing my little yeah. things. Uh, on the side. <laughs> but that's, I mean, you bring up a good point there, actually. Hugh, maybe you can shine some light on this for us. At the moment, there is the current, the players' media strike. Do you, and I'm a bit confused by it, and I'm guessing a lot of fans are too. What, what is that about? Is that purely about money, or is it purely about privacy, or both? Do you know what it's about? Uh, the... The, the players the, the players are wanting more, more of a take of what's uh, what's available to um, that the NRL uh, the um, uh, the money that they are right uh, that they they are receiving from media outlets and from from other people's sponsorship. But there's also some money in the background, and I didn't really realise it mm-hmm. myself until in the last week. Yeah. Um, but there there are a lot of investments that the NRL have got of the players' money. They're oh. invested in, in in certain areas, which is put forward to um, uh, after life, life after rugby league. Um, okay, for those injured players, yes. uh, guys who are in hardship. Um, but what the RLPA are looking for, the yeah. players' association, what they're looking for is having control of that money. At the money, at the moment, it's controlled by the NRL. The RLPA are saying that they now have the the expertise to look after those investments, yes, um, and take that on board and have a lot more say on ha- what is happening to that money. Because the moment the NRL say what happens to it, whereas the players are wanting say on where that money goes and how it's and how it's done, and oh. and I can understand that. I, I, I can really understand that. And the only way that they can actually put some pressure on mm. is by going through this this strike action and it's yeah. interesting to to uh watch uh clint newton the uh the ceo of the players association mm. talking to gordon Callis um on nrl 360 wow. earlier in the week yes and um he said remember gordon you were a player where you were on strike you were the one of the head players telling players to go on strike he mm. said can you remember what the strike was for and he said no i i actually can't wow he told he told Gordon Callis why uh, what the strike actually meant to someone like him who was a youngster coming through. He said, "You allowed us to get um, a bigger take of the, the the revenue. You allowed us to have more of a say at the table with what happens with the NRL." Wow. He said, "All that is happening now because of what you did." He said, "All we're doing now is doing exactly the same as what you did." So we're asking for other other issues wow. that are going on, and and Go- I think Gordon Tellis was taken back a little bit by that. Yeah, um, and 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 myself. Yeah, because when you heard the NRL side of it, when you heard the Rugby League Players Association um, talk about what it is they're actually looking for, I, I I can appreciate what they're doing. My 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 lack of sympathy is that 
it's unfortunately it's the the, the fans who are mm. seeing less of the players. We're used to seeing the interviews after yes. games and pre-game and whatever, and, and we've lost all that, and we we can't get an insight to what's happening on the field or how players are feeling, and 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 the fans lose out on that one. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, I appreciate why they're doing it. They, they are looking for, for more of a say on what goes, oh, what happens. Oh man, and I, it's not just about them getting money in their pocket. No. It's not about that at all. Man, I'm I'm really glad you explained that for us, uh, Hugh, because I, I, I watched the NL360 as well. I didn't see that one, unfortunately, with Gordon, but it's a really good show too. Uh, but that, to me, seems to make a lot more sense that the rugby league players who are, in, who are trying to help the players should have a bigger say in where that money goes to them after after league, especially. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and it gives gives you gives you a, a more of appreciation of why the strike is on board and yeah, and not just getting one side of the um, uh, the argument. Yeah, absolutely. Because people like most fans, we we still don't know. But that I think that's I think what you said there is brilliant, mate. Hey, um, also. Um, Hugh, on a more sort of um, current note, let's start with um, your your old team, the Roosters. What, what is what is going on, Hugh? What is happening, mate? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm I'm upset at the way that they are going because they're a good team. Just, yeah. it's not happening for them at the moment. Um, there, there's obviously something going on in the background which we're probably not aware of, or there is nothing at all going on in the background and they're just lacking some confidence. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, we, we do lack, well, I say we, I'm, I still class myself as a, as a Rooster player. I think we're, we're lacking another uh, quality halfback um, to, to actually get us around the field. There's no punch with what we're doing. Right. Luke Keary can't do it all on, on his own. No. I think um, Joseph Manu was trying too hard to, to make some sort of a break, I think there's a lot of expectation on on him, and it's just not quite working for him. Even though he's he's clocking up 150 plus meters oh, uh, in a game, absolutely, and, but he's not looking the same type of player. No, um, it's 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 frustrating because they're a better team than where they're they're showing at the moment. But they probably deserve to be where they are, given you know, they're not winning games. No. And to be fair, I don't think that they looked like. Winning last night, even though they were they were fighting um, the first half, was it six four? I think yeah. uh, they they had a couple of opportunities to score, didn't take them, and the Melbourne Storm just do what the Melbourne Storm do, and they just ground out the the oh. win. There was some class with Jerome Hughes, he's great, um, and Munster just pushing the team around the, the the paddock. There were a couple of lucky breaks that they got, but they they capitalised on them. The Roosters get some breaks, but just fumble the ball and. You know, they're they're really lacking confidence yeah. um, in their ability. And if I can say, um, and I don't know if this is moving into where we where we're going to, this is, it, it's reminding me of where the, the Warriors were. They, they were trying hard and doing a lot of things, but yeah. it just wasn't working for them, and they ended up being on the wrong side of most um, score lines. Yeah. And um, but we've we've seen that turn around with them with the the confidence that they now have and the way that they're playing the game and those those tougher games. Yeah, they, they're on the, the the better side of them, and when they win well, um, they look outstanding. A couple of games, obviously, uh, two weeks ago against uh, the Rabbits, they were really disappointing. I think it was high expectation. Yes, but it was, uh, disappointing in the way that they they performed um, uh, against the Rabbits. But um, I was lucky enough, and I think I mentioned this to someone last week. Um, mm. I was lucky enough with my uh, my son Matt, who uh, oh. is here back from playing uh, in Japan. Yes, uh, we were able to go to the, the Warriors. 
training session and look at their, their video sessions, what they do, how they were looking at the opposition. They We had a really good insight as to how they um, they operate, how they work. And I've got to admit, I walked out of there and I my confidence was high. And I said, wow. this thing, they're going to they're win. The, the, the confidence, the way they spoke to each other, um, it was the first time I was able to really seriously look at, at, at Sean Johnson. I've known Sean. I've been a Kiwi selector for for a while, but yes. I've never really known Sean mm. and saw how he spoke in, the, in the, uh, the meetings that they had, the other senior players and who was directing things. The coach, Andrew Webster, and the ones that I saw, he just sat back and let everyone else control really? what happened there. And then all the assistant coaches were, 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 were dictating as a – how we're going to play this game, what are you guys going to do, how are we going to look at that, this is the way that they always operate, how are we going to shut this down. And they worked it all out, and it was it was fascinating. I, I was really taken back by it. And again, I say, I came out of there with some confidence that they were going to win. If, wow. If I'm a gambling man, I would have put my house on that they were just going to annihilate um, South, And but it didn't happen. They started off in the first 10 or 15 minutes, looked as though they yes. should have probably scored a couple of ga- uh, tries in that, that first half. The mm. rain didn't help them, no. uh, but it didn't help anyone that, that night. But the uh, the Rovers were able to just do what they wanted to do. But then I saw the week later mm. how they performed, the Warriors, and uh, the confidence that came out of that and the, the performance that they, they put on, I could understand why. I'm, um, I've said this from the start of the year, listening to Andrew Webster and, and his whole demeanour um, it's mm. it's just filtered through the club. No one's overstating things. No one's giving big plans or making big promises about where they're going to go and how they're going to perform this year. It's a week-to-week operation. Everything's low-key. Um, again, I, I, I'm totally impressed with Andrew and how his coaching um, staff have worked a lot of things out, how they, how they operate. Um, I, again, I was privileged to get an insight mm. into it. And... Um, I was really fascinated. Totally different to the way that when we had video sessions, yeah, I had Arthur Beetson pushing his finger on one button and then stopping with another, pushing another button to show us what a video analysis was. It was boring and took too goddamn long. Whereas these meetings were just on point. Um, it was uh, it was it was brilliant. Uh, and I know things have changed yeah. going through a school system as I am now through Westlake Boys and some of the video sessions that we have with the boys uh, going through, the drones that we have at, at trainings and at games. and wow. it's, it's all totally different. So I was aware of it, but the detail of what I saw at the Warriors was, um, the, which is probably what happens with every rugby league club sure. and rugby team, um, was was very, very impressive. That, I, I was totally taken back. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's really interesting what you're saying there because I know, like all Warriors fans, you know, when they appointed Andrew Webster, the question was, well, who's this guy? Oh, he's an assistant coach at somewhere or oh, whatever. You know, everyone's going, we knew nothing about him. So there was pretty low expectation. And uh, like you say, he's done incredibly well. I love what he says too when he says, we're not looking at the table, whatever. Week by week, yep. you, if we win games, it takes care of itself. That's exactly what's happening. But let me ask you now, Hugh, let's say – you're Sean Johnson. Right now, today, one uh, twenty-three Sunday afternoon, kickoff, 4 o'clock today. Your wife, you, you've just had a new baby. What, what happens to you? <laughs> Does he make it to Mount Smart at 4 o'clock or not? <laughs> well, I, I, yes, he does. Good. He, he, he yes. makes it there and uh, he's on board. Given he was in Sydney last week, yes. she was close to, to having it and yet he still took 
you know, found the time to get across, play the game, and then get back to New Zealand. So he's in the same country, so okay. I, I can't see him not not being there. Um, and but and and the Warriors do need him. Yes, um, and I think on the back of him re-signing with the the club or agreeing terms with with, with the club, um, he uh, I, I I I see things changing for the for the Warriors, even though um, Cronulla. Are playing well, they're higher up the table. Yep. They're um, good team. They're on point. You're looking at the danger man in there is obviously Nico Hines. Yes, and how do you shut down Nico Hines, and and not just him, but the the options that he has on on the outside. Mm. Um, it's it's the same old question every team will be asking. It's how does that actually come into play? Yeah, when the Warriors run out there this afternoon. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, Sean Johnson is vital for the Warriors. I, I'm like you. I'm hoping. I do hope he is there this afternoon. Take on the Sharks. And Hugh, you mentioned um, Dally M winner Nico Hines. I was did a quick Google on your background as well. You won back. You won the Dally M for back rower of the year in your time there. Uh, yes, yes. It what, was, uh, a few years ago. What was that like, mate? Was was in the same like now? It's a big like the Academy Awards type of thing. Was it like that back when you got it or? Oh, oh yes, probably not to the extreme that they they have it now. But, but the unfortunate story behind mine was mm. this was the year that the, the Roosters we were playing really well and we were uh, heading into the semi-finals. Yeah. Um, but Arthur Beetson calls uh, a later train. Well, calls a training, and we're training later than what we should be. We have semi-final coming up on the on the Saturday Thursday night while the Delhi ends are on. Oh, no. I'm still at training. Oh, no. Well, my award's being presented, and I wasn't there to actually receive it. I turned up 15 minutes late, <sighs> uh, but I never got to walk out to receive my uh, my, my trophy, um, uh, which which was disappointing. Yeah. But the main, main thing was that we were training for the weekend, and we, we won on that, that particular weekend, I think. Good. Off the top of my head. Good. I think we won that weekend. Um, uh, so, yeah, I was lucky enough to, to win that award, but... Um, not had to actually receive it from. <laughs> and so, yeah, you mentioned Arthur Beetson. We all know him as a legend. What was he like as a coach? Then was he a good coach, bad coach, hard coach? Oh, Arthur! Arthur was was a um, a, a players coach. Yeah, he got he had relationships with people. Um, I've got to say, he, he probably wasn't tactically aware of mm. uh, like to the detail that I would have would have liked. But he was he was like a Graham Lowe. He, he just motivated you. He, you wanted to play for Arthur. You loved him. Um, he looked after people. He kept the place happy. Yeah. Um, he, he he did have an aura about him that yes. just lifted the, the the team, and everyone wanted just to to, to win for Arthur. And um, he he was great. Um, not many people know just how good a tennis player and squash player that Arthur was for the big man that he was. Really? He could oh he could push the ball around. He used to, players uh, used to challenge him all the time. And yeah. Get onto a tennis court. Yeah. Arthur would stand in the middle of the court and just push the ball to the corners and had the players <laughs> running from one side to the other, hitting the ball back to him. And, and the same with squash. He did exactly the same. The only player who really kept it him was uh, Olsen Filipina. Olsen was a great tennis player. That's and the brilliant. two of them together was, was uh, a game that everyone wanted to see. We used to crowd around. Um, most of us wanted um, 
Olsen to win because the player's got to beat the coach. Yeah, of course. But uh, it was always close between those, those two. I think it was fairly even the stakes with, between them as to who won each, each time. Oh, that is absolutely brilliant. Hey, as also when I was doing a bit of Googling there, I saw a fact here. Is this true? You 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 hold the all-time try-scoring record for the Kiwis with 16. Is that still true today? Um, I, I think that may have... Ooh, I, I think that may have been beaten, that one, 16. Okay. I, I, I think one of the wingers probably have won that now. I think I still have the record for six tries in a test match. Far out. Um, uh, which was equaled by Valentine Holmes at the 2017 World, World Cup, I think. Uh, I thought my record had gone then. Um, but I think I, that's the only yeah. record I... Producer I Robbie's just chimed in. Uh, Manu Vatuvai's got, had got 22 uh, yeah, that would be right. <laughs> hey, Hugh, mate, I got to say thank you. But before I let you go, though, what are you what are you up to these days? You're involved with Westlake, did you say? Uh, Westlake Boys High School. I'm the director of rugby and rugby league at, at the, the school. Um, I uh, loved. I just loved working with the with the the lads, the the, mm. um, the coaching of the boys, uh, looking at life outside of rugby. Um, looking at character, looking at the way that the the guys behave in class, their attendance at the, at the school, um, and the penalties and consequences if they're not up to standard. Yes. Just like the American system, if you're not performing in the in the classroom or behaviours are bad, then you're withdrawn from our rugby academy and um, you're brought back in once Good. things improve. Yeah, and we hold the boys to, to high standards, and and it's not just rugby; it's all the the, the sports at uh, at Westlake boys. Um, a very well-rounded school, both from an educational point of view, but sports—they um, they, they punch well above their weight. Uh, even though we don't, from a rugby perspective, we don't have the large island boys that they have in the Auckland schools, or we mm. don't have um, uh, boarding facilities where we bring people in. Um, they're all just local talent, and uh, nice. we, we do quite well for, for what, what we do at the moment. Um, that's the, the main uh, source of income at the moment, then, but one I really enjoy. Yeah, no, nah, it sounds bloody good, mate. Sounds bloody good. Hey, Hugh, been an absolute pleasure chatting with you this afternoon, mate, and I uh, hope the rest of your Sunday goes well and go the Wars, eh? Let's look forward to it. Yeah, cheers, Hugh. Thank Thanks. you so much. There you go, Hugh McGowan. What a legend. How good was that, man? That was so interesting. Speaking of the players' strike stuff, all that kind of stuff. Arthur Beetson being a gun tennis player. Hugh missing his Dallium award because they had the extra training. That is just phenomenal. Him and Dean Bell not really knowing what it was like up against the Rabbitohs in, the, in those type of wars and, yeah, and what it was like and yeah, not being loved initially as being Kiwis in that competition. That is just wonderful stuff.